Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Good evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Monsters podcast. We are here to talk some Chicago Bears football. We are very, very appreciative of you guys jumping in and joining us. You can watch us all on Twitter. You can watch us on Facebook and YouTube right there under BIM underscore pod, Believe in Monsters podcast. Myself and Chris Krogman are flying solo tonight or flying without our friend Lucas Berry. He is out uh, concerting it up at Fenway Park. So we are uh, just a twosome this evening. We're going to have a lot of fun talking Chicago Bears preseason football and we cannot wait to dive into week number two against the Indianapolis Colts and kind of talk a little about a week number three, maybe a little week one NFL regular season. We're going to have a lot of fun breaking down the action that we saw week number one. If you are watching us on stream tonight, you're going to be able to watch the game or see the game uh, right here in our third window. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, unfortunately, you're just stuck with Chris Krogman and myself. We encourage you guys to shoot a follow to the podcast at BIM underscore pod on the Twitter machine. Follow my man, Lucas Berry. He's out tonight. Tell him that you miss him at LBerry underscore 40. Follow my guy, Chris Krogman, going to be giving us all kinds of expertise in about 30 seconds or so. Follow him at ShyBears1985. And I am at Joe Gates or six on all the social media platforms. We're a proud partner of the Believe Network, and we're looking forward to getting into week number two preseason action against the Indianapolis Colts. My man, Chris Krogman, how's your day going? How's your week going? And are you pumped up to get into the final week of NFL preseason? Well, Joe, it's Monday, so week's just getting started. So both my day and my week are going fine so far. Uh had a nice little weekend. Watched the Bears game for the most part uh, Saturday, but my my two children stayed the night at their grandparents' house, so had some nice time with the wife, just hanging out, watching TV, and and uh, yeah, doing things we don't get to do when the kids are around because they're <laughs> always there. Roll but um, yeah, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking week two, getting into week three. Uh, I know you're a big Bama fan, so uh, college football starts this week. That'll be exciting. Um, yeah, but uh, Bears, uh, yeah, a little week one talk, a little week two preseason. There's a lot of fun storylines going on. Um, but yeah, there's some things going into week three that are still unanswered, so I'm, I'm excited to get in and, uh, and unwrap this gift of week two. 
Absolutely. Let's start. Uh, let's start talking about week two with something conceptual. Obviously, the Bears lost twenty-four to seventeen to the Colts, but a little context behind it: the Bears didn't play any of their starters. Well, most of their starters were held out, uh, save for Jack Sanborn and maybe a couple others. And the Colts, on the other side, pretty much did the same thing. So, conceptually speaking, Chris, I mean, I was hearing from different fan bases throughout the, the, the and really from the Bears fan base as well on the Twitter machine about, oh my gosh, we were. We were three and whatever last year, three and 14, terrible team, number one overall draft pick. We need all the reps we can get. I was arguing that, you know, the couple of days of live practice were, 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 were good enough and making those arguments, always defending the uh, the fan, or always defending, you know, the, the regime. That's kind of my, my style is to is take up, take up for, uh, take up for the Bears. Uh, but you've got mixed thoughts and mixed, mixed uh, concepts and mixed feelings about preseason football. So with no, Real starters in action this past weekend. What are your feelings on the value of preseason football? I mean, for me, preseason football is really about the non-starters trying to make a name for themselves, trying to make a roster, trying to improve their talent. That being said, I still think there is value in live game reps in um, continuity of position groups uh, being able to understand what each of the other teammate is going to do. So offensive line is, is a key one. And then of course, quarterback wide receiver relationships. That being said this week with joint practices, I think a lot of those things could have played out pretty well in those joint practices, but Live game reps are live game reps, and we complained nonstop when Nagy didn't start the starters through the preseason and didn't give Justin reps either. So I think there's a I think there's a balance. There's a fine line. Um, as far as like the Colts side goes, I don't know why you don't play Anthony Richardson, considering just the scope of his college career or the, the breadth of his co college career. He just didn't play very much. Um, and maybe, you know, you're maybe you already know you're going to run that dude into the ground in his rookie season. So don't get him hit any more than you already need to. But I don't know. It's, it's different. Uh, as far as like the bears go, you know, they had their entire second string offensive line in there, which was, which was pretty interesting. Well, albeit, you know, there were some guys who had to play because there was nobody else available. You know, Doug Kramer probably would have played regardless of if they started everybody. But, yeah, that being said, I, I still value preseason games. I just think there there is something to be said about, you know, not not overdoing it, I suppose. That was kind of my argument to the detractors uh, with, with uh, oh, the Bears need to get all the reps they can get. They were so bad last year. Justin Fields still so young. But you play the starters a very small amount in, in week number one against the Titans. Uh, really, the defense, some of the defensive starters played more than the offensive starters. Obviously, Fields with, with only, what, though, five or six snaps on, on the day, uh, three for three, great, great. Great little, <laughs> great little warm up for him. And then you got live action, live reps through two days in, in, in camp against the Colts. 
And a lot of the talk from Ryan Poles, or it sounded like from Ryan Poles, were that the starters will see some action this coming weekend against the uh, the Cleveland Browns. So with that in mind, you know, that kind of thought process, I defended the decision to rest the starters because I don't know how you feel about week number one. I mean, even if, we, if, if week number one wasn't against the Green Bay Packers, maybe I wouldn't feel this way. But really, I want us to be as healthy as possible to play week number one. And, 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 you know, it's going to look a little rough, obviously, with the first week. But I just want us to, to be – to give us the best chance week number one that, that we can. Uh, I understand – I mean, and, and if, if the Colts aren't going to play their, their starters either, don't throw Justin Fields out there to play against a desperate defensive end or don't throw, you know, DJ Moore out there mm. to get himself hurt uh, against, you know, players on the Colts roster who – uh, are trying to make a team, like like you said earlier, and then yeah. second, secondly, with, with that is, uh, I mean, and we'll get into that right here on this episode. The bottom end of the Bears roster has a lot of decisions to be made. The, like the, the first, uh, the first really thirty players on the roster, I think, are pretty much locked in. You're you're, you're starting twenty two, and then plus you know seven or eight other guys that it kind of fill in in certain packages. So your first thirty, I feel like, are pretty much locked in. But that back twenty three and the practice squad, I think there's a lot up for grabs. And so to see them all out there uh, in a full game, I think it's going to serve uh, give a, a lot of value to Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles as they go through and try to make their depth charts and, and try to handle cuts. Yeah, so you bring up a couple of interesting points, um, you know, and I think Hogan Johns talked about this, and, and Hogue is the one that is really pushing this is, you know, without game reps this week for Justin Fields, you're looking at a month off from live action from, the last time he took live action, would have, which if you don't play him next week, would have been week one of the preseason. Uh, and then it's just it's just a really long time. So does that give you the best chance to win uh, against the Packers if, if Justin is completely rusty or, you know, that timing is just not there for live game action? Uh, totally understand where you're coming from with, you know, not wanting to put guys out there in situations where people are trying to make the team they're desperate they you know they get overexcited they pull a Tyreek Stevenson and just start throwing people down out of bounds you know Justin Fields being one of them the other side of it is like you put Justin in against the Colts backups so what you know I mean yay you how valuable are those reps right yeah you beat a bunch of grocery baggers like good for you um so I, I don't have an issue as long as they, you know, what if, if polls is saying that they will play some amount of time this week coming up against the Browns, then I think all is well in the town of Denmark. But um, I, I'm curious what what that means, though. Like, how many how many I guess snaps or reps or what, what kind of time period would you like to see the starters this weekend, Joe? This weekend, I would like to see. I mean, it's depending on how effective they are. If you get out there and you throw a screen for one play, sixty yards and a touchdown, like you need more than that. I want to see, I want to see two drives really in my heart of hearts. I want to see two, eight to ten play drives. You know, whether you where you start on the twenty-five and you work it down the field. Now, obviously, if you have a big old throw down the field and, or, or or a play, uh, if you have a play down the field, you know, that, that ends up netting you huge yards, a Khalil Herbert run or whatever the case may be, you're happy with that. But I want to see 
okay, roughly 15, 15 to 20 snaps for these starters on, on offense. I think that that might be – I mean, you go through the warm-ups, which is valuable in and of itself, and then you, I, I think 15 to 20 snaps on both sides of the ball is really what I'm looking for of a nice warm-up, and then you let the rest of the team – you let Badgett and Peterman and, you know, P.J. Walker, whatever the kid, whatever you're going to let him do. Uh, you let these guys basically fight for their spots over the last – what if an NFL team, if an NFL game is what 60 something snaps, usually 60 to 70 snaps, you give the starters 20 of them and you let the others battle for the first for the for those last 40 to 50. Yeah, I think you're I think you're on the money. And it'd be interesting, like if you did have like a, you know, quote unquote, say a snap count, right, that and you did have big plays if you're all the way into the third quarter before you hit your 20th snap. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't see that happening. Uh, because I think you're right. I would like to see some different, some different play types. You know, some short, medium, deep throws. You know, between Justin and, and the starters. Um, I'm curious to see if like Yannick and Gakwe plays. Uh, that would be. I mean, does he even need a warm up, or is he literally just going to come in when it's third and forever and, and rush the passer? I mean, I don't know. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think twenty snaps sounds good, and yeah, get out of there with some health and, and get ready for Green Bay. And man, we're there, dude. We're there. We're what like? Yeah, September the ninth, I believe. September the tenth. Uh, so if Alabama is on twelve days until the twelfth, that's twelve plus seven is nineteen. We're twenty days away. We're twenty days away, right on the dot. Man, still like it feels like forever away, and it feels like it's tomorrow at the same time. I mean, it really will be once once you get through Saturday, you'll get one week off. uh, But but really, us as football fans will be full of you know college football for that first week. Obviously, people feel differently, you know, at various degrees about college football. But it'll be on your TV over and over. People will be diving into NFL drafts and. You know, we're playing on that Sunday, but they open up the season on that Thursday. So 20 minus four is, you know, 16 days. We're, we're, we're there. We're right there for the opener. Uh, I'm, I'm, this, this, this Thursday, college football opens up with a banger. I mean, there's two ranked teams playing right out the, right out the gate. So I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. You are, are you excited? Just a sidebar. Are you excited for uh, Notre Dame and I guess it's Navy? Notre Dame and Navy in, in Ireland to get started? Isn't that who Notre Dame has to get started? They do have Navy. Uh, I'm excited for uh, like a decent quarterback for once. It's not <laughs> some project that, you know, is a very good – like it's they have – they essentially have – what's that tight end for the Saints that they keep bringing in? Uh, the kid that runs the ball all the time. Oh, uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, they basically have Taysom Hill and that sophomore, junior, whatever that kid is from for Notre Dame. Like he doesn't throw the ball; he just runs it, and he's good at it. But now they have I can't remember what his name is. Sam was. Hartman. Yeah, from what Wake? Wake Forest. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, and he's uh, supposed to be legit. Sounds like he's been pretty legit in the in in camp so far. Um, so if you're watching live. Perfect transition. Uh, Tyson Bajan just uh, jumped into the end zone. And uh, I think this is probably the best storyline of this game, too. 
uh, week two. And you kind of alluded to it earlier, Joe, with Bajent and, and Peterman and whatever the hell they're going to do with PJ Walker. <laughs> so what, like, what are we doing? Like what's your, what's your QB depth chart at this point, Joe? Well, if I'm Matt Eberflus, and unfortunately I'm not, I'm going obviously Justin Fields one, be easy, duh. Uh, but really after that, you look at who's on the roster and preseason performances and kind of projecting ceilings. There's no way you're cutting Bajan. There's no way you're cutting him and letting somebody else have a crack at him catching through on a uh, catching through on a, on a waiver claim. Zero chance at that. If if, if I'm Ryan Poles, uh, so I'm pretty much. Keeping Bajan, and I mean, I'm sorry, PJ. I know you came with a two million dollar, uh, you know, signing bonus or whatever. But Peterman, I, I, look, you can win games with Nate, Nate Peterman if you really had to. And so when you think about uh, when, when, when you think about game days, you got to cut what is it? It's a 50 man roster for game days. You got to cut uh, 46 45. man. Roster? Okay. 45, 46 at the third string emergency quarterback. Right, exactly. So with that third string, like. I think Bajan gives you the most similar skill sets. I mean, we, we've talked about it with Luke before about P.J. Walker and his, his similar skill sets to Justin Fields. Uh, but if you're looking on, on, our, on our second screen, Bajan can move at a pretty decent de- de- decent rate. Obviously, he ran that touchdown in. Uh, and didn't he set the record for – doesn't he have the, the career record for co- collegiate touchdowns, like 150-something touchdowns? Uh, and, of course, he played at a small school, but he threw, like, Two thousand something passes for the uh, for for the four years. I saw our guy, who's the old curmudgeon scout who always tweets. Who Gabe Gabriel? Thank you Gabriel. very much. Yes, yes, yeah. and, and he was basically insinuating or yeah. talking about when they used to scout, they would uh, they would see how many passes the the quarterback attempted through college to kind of judge some experience. And he's just like at two thousand. I, I like what you see out of Bajim and. You kind of got to think, okay, who's going to get me through a ball game if Justin Fields gets hurt? Are you more confident? I mean, are you more confident in Peterman, Walker, or Bajan? To me, it's 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 give me give me Bajan, throw him out there, and if he looks overwhelmed in an, in an NFL game, Nathan Peterman can th- can can roll out there and complete a four yard pass, complete a six yard pass, and keep us on schedule. Play behind an offensive line and play behind a running game. But Bajan gives you some upside that I think that uh, I mean obviously he's not going to overtake Justin Fields no way Jose but he might give you an, uh, some upside that it makes it hard to prepare for it makes him hard to uh, prepare for for a second level uh, you know for for a team you know thinking about an emergency quarterback I'm sorry PJ Walker if I'm Ryan Poles right now my three quarterbacks rolling into the season are obviously Fields, Fields, Bajit, and Peterman, and you're kind of managing or mitigating or working through whether you want to have Peterman be the immediate backup or Bajit be the immediate backup. But I like what you've seen out of both those guys. I mean, yeah, you've got Peterman. You think about you think about John Gruden a couple of years, oh, the Peterman, and obviously he got out there. Oh gosh, out of Pittsburgh, and, and his initial times in the NFL weren't that good. But I mean. He'll let you, he'll survive you through a game, I think. Walker just looks, his accuracy is just piss poor. I mean, for lack of a better word, piss poor accuracy. Yeah, he's been bad, like really bad. It's, uh, the only, I mean, so I don't, I don't, 
I'm not, I don't disagree with you. I'll just start off by saying that. But to to make an argument, I mean, like I guess my question here is like, have you watched like the Texans or the Panthers or anybody else play? Because I'm curious how like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young just carry themselves against uh, next level competition. Because right now, Tyson Bajan is carrying himself with just an insane amount of comfort and poise. And he's just unfazed and he's, you know, rocking Shepard, you know, out there just um, repping his squad. And apparently he had his opportunity, had a couple opportunities to leave Shepard and go West Virginia, Marshall, something like that, and, and turned it down. Uh, but the guys, the guys making a case for himself and, you know, his experience, like you mentioned, is, uh, is showing through 159 career, uh, touchdown passes at Shepard, uh, 20,000 yards or something, maybe 17,000 yards, something, something stupid. Um, I guess for me, like you said, there's no way you can cut Bajan at this point. Like, and I, I'm trying not to get caught up in that that thing we do every year, where it's like, oh man, you cut Dane Sausenbacher, and that <laughs> dude is going to be starting for the Patriots tomorrow, and they'll take him to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm trying not to do that. But... Alex Barr, we did that with Alex Barr too. At the end oh of my every God, oh my God, and then. Um, yeah, so with with, with Bajan, though, I think quarterback's a different story. I think he has carried himself different. He's made some really good throws uh, and, and just been solid. So, And with guys that aren't very good, you know, he's not playing with the ones. So um, my, my, my thing comes down to Walker or Peterman. You gave Walker all this money. He has he was pretty solid in Carolina last year. So is he just having like a bad like did, did like his girlfriend break up with him or did like his dog run away or like I mean is he just having like a bad month of his life and he's just not playing very well or is this more than that? Um I mean you know what Nate Peterman is and he's probably a third stringer, you know. Uh, he might be an okay backup, but I mean, if you cut Peterman, anybody gonna really pick him up? I mean, is it gonna is it gonna kill anybody? Like, I mean, is, I mean, could you go get another Nathan Peterman off the streets? Probably. So, I mean, for me, to that point, you're probably keeping PJ Walker. I think PJ Walker gives Justin a little bit more education in terms of like stylistically and things like that, and um, so I don't really care. If it's Peterman or Bajan, or I'm sorry, Peterman, Peterman or Walker, but uh, yeah, don't don't cut Tyson Bajan, man. It's gonna break my heart if if, if Bajan gets cut and somebody picks him up on waivers, and you know he may not be anything, but if he comes out and makes a start and does decently well, I'll be I'll be upset at our, at, at our management because just like you said Nate we know what Nate Peterman is I think we know what what PJ Walker is he made his name in the XFL and did did, yeah. did pretty well he's yeah. he's been a, a practice squad 
you know, journeyman guy for the, for, for the, really all of his NFL career outside of a little stint with Carolina. Uh, and look, Carolina is nothing for uh, no disrespect, but they're nothing for us to be trying to emulate over the last three or four years. They've been, you know, yeah. going through their own, own their own troubles. So yeah. you asked earlier if I watched any Bryce and, and CJ Stroud. I've watched Bryce just because of the Alabama connection and their offensive line. Oh my gosh, it's horrendous. Their offensive line's horrendous, and their and and their receiving core is not that good either. I like what you see out of Bryce. You see a lot of the same things that you saw out of, out of him in college. But if you but he, so like I guess the, it doesn't look too big for him. No, okay. no, but he just needs a little more help. He just needs more, yeah. a little more protection up front. Yeah, it doesn't look too big for Bajan either. Like really, no, that, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, does the does the shepherd thing really matter? Right. I mean, okay, so cool. Like you dominated D two. You you would think you get into the NFL and it would be holy shit. This is a whole new speed. This is a whole new level of talent. And it, I, it doesn't really matter if you came from Shepard or if you came from Bama, if you carry yourself the same way or if you can handle the situation character-wise, character you know, regardless of talent. Uh, I have not seen Bajent throw the ball downfield yet, though. That's that's something that I'm curious about. I have not seen him take a deep shot, but whatever. I mean, we'll pro- hopefully we see that this week. So, yeah, I'm, I don't think – like, so the other thing about, like you said, break your heart if, it, if they cut him and he gets picked up and he makes a start or something. Like, this is an, this is an asset that you can develop and – And move. Listen, like, I'm not – and move, yes. Or, God forbid, this is a make-or-break year for Justin – things don't go well maybe you have something in Bajan not to say you know anything obviously but if nothing else like it's like let's say God forbid he helped Caleb Williams come along next year yes yes or he's there if 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 you know you need to make starts like yeah. he is a he is a Josh McCown level backup type person you know like a fringe NFL starter Based on what we've seen, fuck. Let's not get way ahead of ourselves. Like I, I'm really trying to curb ex- expectations and excitement here. But honestly, like the guys, the guys. It's it's ex- <laughs> the funny thing too is as Bears fans, we we're not used to this. We don't know what to make of ourselves. We're like, oh my god, a, a preseason quarterback looks like he knows what he's doing, and, and he's not a first round pick named Mitch Trubisky and a, or Justin Fields, and we don't. What are we doing? Holy shit, this is this is different. Um, now on the flip side, if they do keep him and he works out, man, this is a this is a huge feather in Paul's camp uh, cap, um, you know, along with a lot of the stuff that we're going to get into now. So I'll use this perfect transition as Jatiri Carter, You're two for two, keep going, is dominating preseason as well. Another late round dart throw by Poles, who if they end up getting Shit, now you're looking at him actually starting with the Tevin Jenkins news. Tevin uh, Jenkins hurt? You've been on Twitter. You know what the deal is. That was a really solid poker face, though, for a second, Joe. I was slightly fooled by your, I'm just a dumb Southern Alabama kid. I don't know. Roll Tide! <laughs> Roll Tide! Uh, 
But yes, uh, if you hadn't heard... Jatia Carter, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tevin Jenkins hurt his leg, and they won't tell us how he did it or what he actually did, which Bears fans are all got their panties in a bunch about how injuries are handled by all these regimes. And Honestly, I don't give a shit, dude. Like... Does it change what you're doing on Sunday? No, you're still watching the game. I mean, are you like, does it change how you want to couch GM this team and talk about how they should have done this, that, or the other? Yeah, that's the only thing, the only way it affects you. So while I'm sure we'd all know, love to know who's playing on Sunday, it doesn't matter either way. Yes, the argument is it doesn't give them a uh, an advantage. It also doesn't matter. Anyway, that's my soapbox on injuries. I don't really care. Uh, would love to see. The only time I care is when it affects my fantasy team. Then I actually do have a vested interest in, you know, if uh, like a starting offensive player is going to play that week. So, to Tyree Carter is doing great. He's another late round pick. Doug Kramer is now uh, uh, in the fold at center doing stuff. I don't know if he makes the team or I don't know. Lucas Patrick hasn't been there forever. So I mean, they say you can't make the tub in the tub club in the tub, but apparently if you're, you know, Lucas Patrick, you might be able to uh, Joe, as far as this, this inside offensive line, uh, you know, merry-go-round um, or musical chairs we got going on here. What's your what's your what's your thoughts in general, and then what do you how do you think this shakes out? I hate to raise an alarm, but I but really I am concerned. I'm concerned about what we're seeing, not the fact that Tevin Jenkins has apparently pulled both his quad or both his calves. How do you is do that? that? What it is? That's what Biggs has said. Brad Biggs has said uh, pulled pulled calves. And Courtney Cronin has sort of both of them. Yes, it's crazy. Let me pull. Was he trying to dunk a basketball? Brad Biggs. What was he doing? See what you said, Mister Biggs. So I just cover another one player. No, sixty minutes. Let me scroll through your yes. Uh, Almost to it. Come on, damn it! Where's your pulled calves tweet? This probably was the time I already got fooled again. Uh, the Chicago Tribune. I don't pay for you, do I? No subscriber login. Anyways, I have seen. Let me let me just t- search pulled ca- uh, Tevin Jenkins' calf. Well, while you while you look for that, Joe, I'll just I'll just man. I, and then you got Nate Davis, you know, on the right side. That's uh, whatever is going on with him. So now you're looking at potentially. Jatiri Carter at right guard if Nate Davis isn't ready for week one. And you got most likely Alex Leatherwood at left guard unless Lucas Patrick is somehow back because it doesn't feel like Lucas Patrick isn't going to make this team. And if, like, it's Doug Kramer over Lucas Patrick, that doesn't really help you at left guard either. So it almost has to be Kramer at this point. Or do you go out and get yourself a free agent? I think uh, Lucas had brought up uh, Dalton Risner, 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 whatever his name is from the Broncos. Um, I Man, go get a guy, I guess. I mean, if he, if he knows his own blocking scheme, I suppose that'll work. I don't know. I hope I hope that's not the case, but shit, man. If Tev has 
torn both calves and doesn't know. Whoa, strange. Uh, this is from BearsWire.com four, four, uh, four hours ago. Bears guard Tevin Jenkins uh, reportedly has calf strains in both legs. Uh, <laughs> Adam Schefter, that's who I saw, uh, reported Jenkins has a calf strain in not one but two of his legs. Uh, da, 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 da. I've never heard of that before, but that was what was told to me, Schefter said while giving his report. Uh, so, the, yeah, I, there's here's a clip from Schefter uh, right here uh, talking about calf strains. In two calves, how the bleep are you doing that? Like, weird. And then to your point, you, you you lose Jenkins, so you're shuffling Cody Whitehair over to, to to left guard, and you're shuffling Lucas Patrick, who hasn't been suited up in ages, into center, and you're going to rely on Nate Davis at right guard. Like, okay, obviously you wanted to have Nate Davis anyways as your right guard, but I hate, oh, honestly, I hate the Bears. As much as I love you. Bears, you've screwed over Cody Whitehair by moving him to the left. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Whitehair. Why would you touch Whitehair? I wouldn't move that dude. I'd just leave him at center and just plug – just plug like Leatherwood in and hope that Jenkins is back in a month. I mean – But they're stupid – well, they know more than me, I guess. It's, it's something I disagree with. Bumping him out to the left guard to fill in just because he can fill that gap. And Was that the right. rumor? Yes, that's what, that? that's, that's what's happened today. Uh, that's what you, you've seen today. Let me uh, pull up my uh, – I know I get fooled. This on is what happens when you actually have a freaking job, dude. Man, I can't read shit. Uh, Lucas Patrick. Yeah, exactly. This is Brad Biggs from three hours ago. One player who has missed significant practice time today did return. Offensive lineman Lucas Patrick. He was playing center with Cody Whitehair back at left guard, spot he's manned in recent seasons. Like, what the bleep? So you're just going to jerk around. You're just going to jerk around with Cody Whitehair. Hey, you know, relearn center over the offseason and, and, and through the through fall camp. And then, oh, crap, now you got to go back to the left guard. Lester Wiltfong, uh, Lester Wiltfong, with Jatir Carter almost exclusively at right guard the last couple of months, the Bears would need to ease him over to the right side with Nate Davis back. But I like what Carter has seen through preseason games. And then he quote tweeted himself, looks like the Bears made the beat writers delete tweets. So for some context to my quote tweet, today at practice they had Lucas Patrick at center with Cody Whitehair at left guard and Nate Davis at right guard. It's absurd. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just that actually might be a better solution, though, honestly, than playing than playing Leatherwood. Man, I know Cody's been jerked around his entire career, but shit, man, he's been jerked around his entire career. Why stop now? I mean, and he played left guard all last season. So, well, how much confidence do you have in Lucas Patrick? Would you rather see Lucas I, Patrick or Doug, or, or Doug Kramer? More than I do Alex Leatherwood. So that's 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 a big piece, right? Is like. I'm not can, even considering Leatherwood. I'm sorry. Can, can, well, then, I mean, shit, if you're not considering Leatherwood, then what are you doing? To me, it's – it's it's. to me, it's Carter needs to needs to get thrown in. Like, it, I mean, is this – going to throw him in at left guard? I mean, Leatherwood's taking all this huh? – is, is this my football idiocy that you can't just throw him in at right guard? Like, dude, it's the same position. Well, then who's playing, who's playing left guard then? Nate Davis, Nate Davis. Uh, no, 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 no. Davis is playing right, and T- Carter's playing left. Yeah, no, you Carter. can't just throw. No, you can't just throw him in like that. No, think about when they tried to move. Uh, when they flip flopped uh, uh, 
Kyle Long and Josh Sitton. Like that was a big thing that offseason. Like some people learning different step backs and shit. That's why they moved Tevin Jenkins to left guard because uh, Nate Davis had so many years at right guard. And I guess, you know, Tevin has changed positions three seasons. So, yeah, let's just keep him on the roller coaster ride. Uh, so I think that's the only reason. But the question that you, you know, that I thought of that you brought up was, um, man, what a bullet by Peterman to Isaiah Ford. Good golly. Uh, yeah, we're about, we're, we're almost in, the, we're almost to the fourth quarter. <laughs> and Nate Peterman is drilling Isaiah Ford, who I do love, by the way, although he will never make the squad. All right. So, how fast can Lucas Patrick gear up? We already saw this last year with this dude, missed the entire preseason. And then, you know, they chucked him in there, you know, late. They just really like him. I mean, Luke Getsy just, I don't know if he knocked up his daughter or something, but like he really likes Lucas Patrick for some reason. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 now that you're, I mean, that Patrick is an option. That probably is the best option to have White here at left guard, Patrick at center, and, and Davis at right guard, assuming all is well with Nate Davis. Then if it's not, then Jatiri Carter plays right guard. I'm right just concerned guard. because uh, because to me, if the offensive line is right, it gives everyone else a chance to be successful. Everyone For else. Sure. I mean, everybody's talking about Justin Fields' make or break season. Totally true, but if you don't have, if you got bullshit up up front, then it just messes everything up, everything. And so, uh, with you know, twenty days out, and you're playing the Packers, uh, if Jenkins is going to miss time, miss time, uh, I heard six weeks is kind of the timetable for that. And what the first week is in three weeks, so you, you're going to miss the first couple of games. Whatever you do, you've got to feel you got to feel comfortable. I mean, look who uh, Packers are lads. They, they've got a uh, it's Kenny Clark. Yeah, they've still got Kenny Clark and all that shit up front. Who's going to try to jack up everything? Kenny Clark, T.J. Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt. They're, they're going to try to mess you up uh, up front. Really, Kenny Clark is who is who scares me up front for for the Packers. Uh, I'm concerned. That's 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 where I'm at. I'm not I'm not like sounding the alarm yet, but I'm at a mm, seven, uh, seven, seven and a half on the concern level about what's going on with the offensive line. It's because with Nate Davis, like, you'd want him to be active and out there. And okay, he returned to practice last week. Personal issue. Great. You paid him what ten million dollars? Okay, we've seen what Lucas Patrick can do. Not impressive to me. I'm I'm just concerned because I think that's really the crux of the season. If the offensive line is right, you can run the ball, you can play action pass, give Justin some time to make plays down the field. I mean, shit, the first weeks the offensive line looked great, getting out there and uh, blocking on those screen passes. To me, the offense is just it just hinges on, on on those five guys being healthy and finding some sort of chemistry. Well, we have this week to figure it out. Hopefully, they decide, make a decision uh, this week in uh, practice. All those guys can line up on is it Saturday? When's our game? Saturday, Saturday. Thursday, Saturday, Saturday. Okay. So hopefully Saturday against the Browns, they have their starting five. They're going to start against the Packers in there and playing. And we'll take a deep breath. Uh, 
lit a candle up for Justin again for, you know, our boy, Mr. Conrad. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a shit show, man. It's, we can't have nice things. I mean, yeah. Nate Davis needs to play probably the entire. Oh, I've been making this shit up. We're not playing the Browns this weekend. We're playing the Bills. Same thing. But it will be Saturday at noon. Okay. Okay. Bills. It's not the Browns. Sorry. Uh, It always is, though, so I don't blame you. It always is. Every year we play the Browns the preseason, so I don't blame you. Apologize to the listeners out there. Fooled by the internet. Thank you. I got got butt crack sports again. Three weeks in a row. Dude, block those guys, bro. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Well, I mean, the O-line shuffling is going to be a storyline for at least seemingly six weeks. Uh, Man, I hope Tevin keeps his back in shape while he's rehabbing his calves, strained calves. Good God, dude, this dude. What a shit show. Um, How do you strain both calves? Like and I said, dude, I said, I bet he's, it was an, it was a, it was a non-football injury. So he's probably doing something stupid, like jumping off a boat, playing basketball or something well, the, like doing something not. Do you think he was in a, maybe in an unusual sexual position? Yeah. I'm just trying to like. I know. Sorry, guys. If if we go off the rails there, but like, what do you? What ha, what do you do? The strength. I pulled a hamstring before. I pulled a quad before. I've had sore calves, but never weird. Just weird. trying to do a. He's trying to do a backflip off backflip off a boat and slipped. That's what I'm gonna go with. He was hanging out with Roquan Smith. <laughs> And danger Abella and strained him his calves doing one or something dangerous things. Anyway, uh, so that's one side of the, the 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 line of scrimmage, which we have said very uh, consistently on this podcast is where it is one. The game is all one up front. On the other side of the line. Uh, we got to see both rookies play a significant amount of snaps uh, on the de- for the defensive tackles. Both started, both played pretty 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 well into the game. Uh, also saw Travis Bell in there, and then a bunch of dudes I'd never heard of. So we're not going to talk about them. Uh, so the big, but the big, the big thing going on on the defensive line is the defensive end situation who before this season got going, before the preseason got going, everybody and their mom wanted to sign Ngakwe or or Houston, us included. Uh, so Bears go out and do that, and now you seem to have a logjam in there of everybody behind them, uh, Demarcus Walker not included. You got Rasheem Green, Dominique Robinson, Travis Gibson, Terrell Lewis, how many can you afford to keep if we're going back to the Bajant storyline and keeping a third quarterback? Uh, how many freaking running backs are we going to keep? How many wide receivers? All How many cornerbacks? All of these things play into how many of these defensive ends you can keep. So, Joe, I'll start it a little bit different. Who has been, I guess, who is your favorite signing of the defensive end group? Because there's been three. And then who's been your favorite one in this 
preseason? And there's really only two answers for that question. But What's the latest on DeMarcus Walker? Is he going to be back in action soon? Or, or is he, has he been held out? What's What's been the latest on DeMarcus Walker? He what's yells he a lot. I know he gets the group all fired up. I have not heard the latest. Uh, Three weeks ago, Lee's practice with an injury. Obviously, he's making the team based on the contract that he signed. Same, same with Yannick Ngakwe. Like, I feel like you're walking into the season, obviously, with those two guys being your first two guys rolling out there. But really, you've seen flashes from Don Robinson. You've seen flashes from Rasheem Green. You've seen flashes from Gibson and, and, and Terrell Lewis as well. I mean, biasly, bias speaking, Terrell Lewis has been, oh, I'd love to see him actually put it together. I'd love to see him actually, you know, flip the switch on and be consistent and play to the, uh, play to his physical ability. You saw that a little bit more this week with another uh, another sack fumble that he caused. Obviously, the, the Colts recovered that, that fumble, but still, that's two weeks in a row now where he's had a sack fumble. I mean, yeah, you're wearing the 52, the Khalil Mack 52, so it looks a little funny out there. Um, but I don't know who you cut because, really, you're, I think you're going to have to cut one of the four, Dominic Robinson, Travis Gibson, Rasheen Bremer, or Terrell Lewis, but you're really going to hope for one of them to stash on the practice squad. And so with that being said, do you, do, do you cut Dominic Robinson because he's your most recent draft pick? Or do you cut Rasheem Green, undrafted free agent, and then you hope that they slip through to the practice squad? I think those are the two guys that you're kind of looking at uh, with, with a bullseye on their, uh, with a target on their back to say, hopefully we can cut you and stash one of you and, and re-pick you up on the practice squad. So, um, Walker was back at – practice this week against the Colts. He just didn't okay. play the game. So okay, okay, good. He was back in padded practice this week. Um as was Nathan Davis. Whatever. Uh so yeah, you're you're gonna have to cut I mean your your locks are Walker and Ngakwe. And, and that's probably it. Um Rasheem Green signed a one-year, $2.5 million deal. Dom Robb has had a good camp by all accounts and is a, you know, a draft pick, you know, a, an in-house draft pick. Uh, Pace draft pick, though, right? Or did yeah. he get drafted by polls last year? He got drafted by polls last year, right? This is his second year, right? Not his third. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. right, so, so then you got – um, Gibson and Lewis back there. So that's six dudes for probably five spots. Maybe even, nah, I doubt they, they're not going to cut two of them. There's no way they cut two of them. I would have said green, but he, he has flexibility inside Robinson I don't know did Robinson flash enough last year and in preseason to to get picked up maybe you know he's he's only on his second year and he's only played defensive end for like five four three four years of his life so he's still learning and growing in that position it's going to be super interesting to see what happens do you think uh, 
the idea, do you, uh, do you agree that the idea is to whoever you cut, get them back on the practice squad? If you can, sure. I don't know. Like, there's, I don't know if like Green has practice squad eligibility. I don't really know how that works. I don't understand it, but, uh, I don't right, think right. he, I don't oh, think, gosh, he's a veteran. I didn't realize that. He's been in the league one, two, three, four, five years. This is his sixth year in the league. Yeah, I don't think you can stash that guy. So maybe you can stash Robinson, but I just, I don't know. The other thing is, is, do you care if you lose him? I mean, if you really think Green or you know Gibson and Lewis are the are the are the guys, like I don't think you can cut Gibson or Lewis after what they. You're definitely not hiding either one of those two. Those they've been exposed, right? They're right. they're on tight. They're on Tyson Bagent level exposure at this point. Yeah. Um, oh look, Dante Pettis. I mean, or do you, do you keep do you keep ten defensive linemen? Was there an area that we can clip down instead of the, the edge? Uh, I mean, along the along the defensive line, do you, do, I mean, I, I just don't have any excitement about Andrew Billings or Justin Jones. Obviously, they're going to make the team and they're going to be your starters, but I'd rather just give those reps to Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter. I'm sure yeah, they're not ready to yeah. handle that load, but uh, I, I'd just rather see – the younger guys get the, get those reps and see what they can do. Is there an area that you can trim down other than edge rusher, other than up front? Really, I don't I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you're you. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the cornerback room. You know, you have Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, your starters with um, Kyler Gordon as your nickel. So there's three plus the two safeties. You're probably going to keep at least two backup safeties. So that's only you got four, seven, you got seven dudes already. I mean, you're probably going to keep at least eight, if not nine. So then maybe AJ Thomas, maybe Jalen Jones, maybe, or no, AJ Thomas is, never mind. AJ Thomas is already in that equation. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I think you could, you could – I don't know. It feels like the cut would have to come from, like, the offensive line, which, God forbid, we do that because we've been talking about mm. all this other bullshit. The interesting – the other really weird – not weird, but the other potential is the running back room where you have four dudes potentially making this team along with a fullback. Um, I, I mean, I – could it come down to Travis Homer and or one of these defensive ends? I don't know. I mean, would you rather keep Travis Homer or Dominic Robinson? Dominic Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Travis Homer, he's just a gadget player. He's not going to be on this roster long term. Right, but he's a special teams ace, and that's yeah. It's a pain. I'm glad we're not having to make those decisions. I'm glad I'm not the one cut, ma- making those cuts. That's yeah, why I think that, that, going back to the very beginning of the, conver- uh, of the conversation, that's why I think it was kind of important to have a full game where you're seeing the bottom end of the roster compete instead of, oh, we're giving Justin Fields five, ten snaps. Oh, we're giving 
you know, we're giving Lucas Pat or we're giving uh, Cody Whitehair five, 10 snaps. Give the bottom end of the roster a chance to really compete, settle in, and, and show you what you can do. Oh, it's going to be a stressful, a stressful 20 days for uh, for these guys on the bottom end trying to make the team. Well, should they? Good thing they only have eight days because cut day is August 29th. So three days after the final game, which I'm surprised they give teams three days. I bet you Bears cut a bunch of deeds on Sunday, Monday. Well, we're going to be playing the waiver wire game because won't we still be on number one on the waiver wire for the first three weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, that'll also kind of play into it a little bit. Who can we get rid of to steal some, you know, to steal some drop talent from, 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 you know, the other trash piles, everybody get throwing in the trash pile. I think Poles is going to be active. He, 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 he better get his Red Bull, his coffee ready. He's going, he's going to have a busy couple days. Yeah, I mean, I hope that they are signing a position they take from that position group rather than stealing from another group. So, like, if you're going to sign an offensive lineman, then cut an offensive lineman, you know Yes, I mean? yes, yes. Rather than, like, starting to, like, it's not the other people's fault that you fucked up a position group, you know? Like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm Travis Gibson, and I have absolutely dominated this preseason. But, hey, I got cut because we need a third-string center because my GM Ugh. fucking – Forgot to address that in the draft. Um, not to say that I really hate what Poles did in the draft or anything. I mean, I think it's fine. Uh, I am ex- I'm I'm excited. Like Pickens and, and Dexter, kind of getting back to those two starting this this game. I thought both played pretty well. Um, you know, I know Dexter's biggest issue was getting off the ball quickly. People say it's improved. I still think he's the last dude off the line. Does that mean it's the a, a big pro as big a problem as it's been? No, but it's he's still the last dude off the line. So I would still want to see more out of that. And then uh, Pickens, I thought Pickens played really well. So I think we'll be a lot more excitement than Billings and Dagum Jones. Dagum, that Dagum Justin Jones, he's some bitch. I like Justin Jones. You mean you stop that? You need to stop all that bullshit. Well, maybe it'll turn out like Cole Komet last year where I'm hating him and you're liking him and he ends up proving me all wrong. We already have that guy. His name's Chase Claypool. <laughs> I don't hate Claypool. Not like not like Lucas does. I don't speak for him since he's not here. Uh, you 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 hated Cole Komet more than you dislike Claypool. Well, the partly the Komet thing was a little bit of a bit, but right uh, for sure. And this can be a little bit of a bit too. You're still the same guy. Yeah. No, I like uh, no Claypool. I mean, I understand why they made the move last year. I mean, we don't need to bore our listeners, but I don't understand why you made the move to help out Justin Fields. Does it suck that it turned into the 32nd overall pick? Yes, it does. But there's not, honestly nothing you can do about that in hindsight. Uh, if you get out and get it 700 yards this year on 55, 60 catches, whatever, and you get in the end zone five, six times, and you keep the offense flowing because you're doing your job, you know, I'm not real. I'm not real upset with that move at all at this point. Okay. Um, so, Joe, we've talked about kind of what what happened last week. The guys that kind of impressed. Uh, you touched on Lewis making another strip sack fumble. Um, Gibson was fine. Um, you know, Peter or uh, Peter Man, Jesus, I'm watching him run. Peter the Man. Uh, 
Pickens and Dexter were good. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson had another personal foul, but hopefully he'll he'll get his poop in a group before uh, the beginning of the season. Joe, this coming week is the final preseason game. Who do you think is like on shaky enough ground to where they need to make a statement game, have a statement game to make the team? Um, and kind of in that same vein, is there anybody that you feel could be a surprise cut or a surprise make for the team? Okay, uh, big weeks for need need to have a big week for. You need to have a big week for Alex Leatherwood. Uh, I know he's a subject of our conversation earlier. I, I'm not really a, jumping over the moon to keep him on the roster. Jumped off sides a couple of times uh, th- this past week, and obviously we've t- talked at length about the you know interior offensive line room being not so stable. But I think he needs to have a big week to really uh, to, to 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 really solidify his, his spot on the on this roster in the twos. Um, who else really, uh, who else needs to have a big week? Uh, really? That's why I thought that this past week was no big deal to not play the starters. Cause I think your first, your first 22 is pretty much set in stone. Uh, you know, you're going to keep Mercedes Lewis. You're going to keep Robert Tanya. And I'm looking at our, our lads or you're, I mean, you're hearing that you're going to keep Bayless Jones. Which that was right. a subject last week. Right. Uh, we, so, I guess you're you're looking in the wide receiver room for a surprise cut. You might you might lose uh, ESB. You might lose Dante Pettis. But I mean, are you really losing much when you're if you're if you're cutting them? I don't. Uh, I don't do, think Pettis would be a surprise. Yeah, you're not losing much. I think ESB would be a surprise. That would be a surprise cut for me. Okay. Um, and if we're in that same room, I mean. Like Joe Reed, Isaiah Ford making the team would be a, pr- a pretty big surprise to me. I wouldn't be that shocked if Simba Webster made the team. Um, you know, over uh, I don't see him going in over ESB, but I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, I'd be shocked if if Lucas Patrick got cut. Especially now, like now it's right. fucked, but um, um, I'd be pretty surprised if like Travis Homer got cut. I know Lucas has been somebody to, to say that he, he could be cut. I, I don't see the way they paid him, him getting cut. Same with PJ Walker. I do think PJ Walker needs to have a fucking game to make sure that they're just like, okay, we, sorry, George McCaskey, McCaskey, we wasted 3 million of your dollars, but we got to get, this guy sucks. We got to let this guy go. Um, George's money is expendable. Hey, dude, AJ, yeah, that's, yeah, it's the NFL's money. Uh, AJ Thomas has had a hell of a camp, so I don't think he'll get cut, but, um, Kendall Vildor, do you think Kendall Vildor would be even be a surprise at this point? He has been nowhere, dude. He didn't even I don't even think we he played last week. I didn't notice him. No. Like I, I'm I, I'm I'm seeing freaking Greg Stroman Jr. getting snaps in the in the third quarter as opposed to like 
Yeah, and Jalen yeah, Jones. Saw, I never saw twenty-two out there. No, I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe maybe our boy B. Shulks can let us know what why he's in the doghouse. He wasn't um, in on that play. So yeah. I think yeah, Michael Ojemudia. I think probably man. There's just a lot of people that I think could make this team. But the, like like you mentioned the waiver wire, there's always surprise cuts every year. And the funny thing is, with all the waiver wire action we had last year, I cannot remember one dude that we cut that I was like, well, that was a mistake. But that was a, a shittier team too. Like, like, I mean, there's been plenty of times where we talked guys up as Bears fans and we really didn't want guys cut. Dane Crookbank. And, and we might we might still be doing that with you know with Travis Gibson. I mean, you gotta remember the guy only had what like three sacks last year and two of them came in the Green Bay game. I mean, and same with same with Dominique Robinson. He didn't he was okay last year. Uh Terrell Lewis, you know, to your credit, being a Bama guy, has not had a wonderful NFL career, has at times taking plays off. So, I mean, we are making cases for guys that are just having phenomenal camps at the same time. We're talking shit about PJ Walker. who's having a terrible camp. So it's, this is where we're at. Bears fans is we're just in a, we're in a weird, we're in a weird spot, but. Remind me what you said earlier about what, what, what's the cut? What's the date for cut day? You said 29th. 29th. Oh, 29th. Do we need to postpone next week's pod to Tuesday night to, 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 to see uh, who gets cut? Possibly. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a possible idea. I I won't be here. Well, let's see here. I can't wait until – no, wait. Yeah, I get back. I get back Monday night, so I'll be here no matter what. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we do it Tuesday – Tuesday, did they say? It's got to be a 5 p.m. deadline. I would guess so. I would guess so. Uh, what time? 4 p.m. Eastern. Yep. So, so, yeah, we could delay till Tuesday night and we would have the 53. Yeah, so I think we should. We should do it. So, Lucas is out getting shit face watching Axel Rose do his. Uh, electric slide on stage so you, you see his snapchat he's in a he's in a nice box so that's great but it's pouring there so he's out of the rain but uh the rest of the concert goers are getting rained on pretty good <laughs> damn i did not i don't do i don't do the snapchat uh yeah. tiktok is my my lowest level of age inappropriate app i will have on my phone fair 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 because it's still comedy. And we have a lot of friends that are, you know, TikTokers that, you know, are in the Bears community. So got to uh, support like our boy, you said, and, and the Bear Report guys over there. Um, Joe, we're about an hour into this thing. We have pretty much almost watched this game two times over at this point, which is fun. Um, anything else for you? No, I'm pretty much at the point where we're ready to see, you know, the last preseason game get down to the cuts. And uh, I hate to do this, but I'm pretty much dialed into week one. I'm already getting my stomach turned. I'm already getting into a little depressy, angry state that uh, that Green Bay always puts me in. So I, I, that's where I'm at for right now is, is get me to cut day and get me to Sunday, September 10th. Uh, 
really get me through Sunday, September 10th, because uh, I'll be I'll be a miserable SOB if we lose, and I'll be uncontainable if we win. That's just kind of, kind of the way it goes every time we play Green Bay for me. I cannot wait to see Hurricane Joe unleashed on Green on, on Green Bay Twitter. I'm so much more nervous right now though than than because I don't want to like I got I got a buddy who has been talking a lot of junk on the Packers side and I just can't bring myself to participate just because the Packers are so unknown. They could turn out Jordan Love a couple nice throws over over the last weekend. He could turn out and be. They could those sons of bitches could do it again. A third generational quarterback to torment us for 15 years. So I'm just I'm more nervous and sick to my stomach than than, than excited. The NFL is fixed if Jordan Love is the Hall of Famer. <laughs> it's fixed anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the rumor. Yeah. Well. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get out of here for the night and we'll catch up with Luke next week if that's all right. Yeah, man, this was a dime by Sam Ellinger. Holy crap, dude, right over that dude's shoulders. Um, yeah, Joe, it's been really fun. I think week two uh, was it was a good game for the Bears. I mean, they didn't win, but nobody gives a shit about the preseason wins and losses. But I do think um, we, have, we have some storylines and we're going to keep watching them. Thank you, everyone, for joining Joe and I tonight. We look forward to seeing you next week. Joe, let them hear that, those beautiful velvety pipes, buddy. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you throw the nation. With your T-formation, bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.